What is up, everyone? Welcome to Culture. I'm your host, Leslie Lee III. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Let me know if everything sounds good. Give me a thumbs up if everything sounds good. Should sound better now. Should sound nice and clear and crisp now. We're on the pro mic now, I think. I think we got it hooked up. And tonight, folks, exciting, exciting. Got a big guest tonight. Someone we had to get on the show. We had to get him on culture, folks. We had to get him on culture, baby. Jack Allison himself, the host of Jack AM. He'll be coming soon. Soon, soon. But tonight, folks, we is fight night. Is Saturday night. We got AEW up. I got Impact Wrestling on the side-by-side. I'll let you know what's going on with that. I'm excited about this Battle of the Belts. But most of all, I'm excited to talk to you. This is a call-in show. We talk about what you want to talk about. You ever want to hit us up, call in on the call-in app. Just hit hit that button. We will have you on. You can talk. And looks like Jack is here, ready to go. Just unmute yourself, Jack, whenever you're ready. Jack Allison of Jack AM, of Struggles. Hello. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, People, let me know if you hear a little bit of an echo. Uh, I just got a new setup, and now, for some strange reason, your audio is coming out of the Hmm. device instead of into my headphones. I don't know why, folks. I, this is my first time using iOS, and I have to say I hate it. I hate wow. it. Wow. So did you get an iPhone or something? Yeah, I had, well, for the show, for, oh, to do the show. So, so you got a little, fun. you got an iPhone. Wow. iOS. So hold up. Let me a second. Let me, I can switch my monitor. I just realized I, ca- I cannot plug my headphones into this thing. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't have a headphone port. doesn't yep, have a that's, headphone uh, We're rock and roll with this. Though. We're <laughs> rock and roll with this for now. Because I can't, I can't still hear. I just hope there's not an echo when everybody, when somebody else is speaking. Um, but I, if you don't hear an echo, Jack, it should be cool. All right, but everyone, I feel fine. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I got the AEW. Up so Leslie, what, what channel? What channel am I going for? What what channel am I going? Oh, for? it's on TNT. TNT. Okay, cool, cool. One second. It is on TNT. We are watching AEW Spanish God Sammy Guevara coming out right. Now, live, if you want to talk about wrestling, tell me what you've been thinking about what's going on in AEW, what's been going on in WWE. Please feel free to call in. If you have any questions for myself or Jack as well, please just dial, dial, dial in on the call-in app. We're live. We're taking your calls on absolutely anything. Welcome to culture. Yeah, wow. Uh, You know, this, wow. We're on we're on a whole different app here, Leslie. Oh, it's it's oh. a whole different app over here. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. I like this app because uh, I'll have to share half of it with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I can't. I get the appeal. I do get the appeal. No, I I, I like all these like phone apps, you know, because uh, it certainly is a huge fucking pain in the ass to, to stream at all. Yeah, yeah. This makes it simpler. It has a call in. I do have to work on the fucking i. The sound, how the sound works on the iPad. Jack, yeah. what is the deal with iOS? What is the deal? <laughs> Why does it not want you to be able to understand any of the sound? Well, it's an, Apple, it? it's an Apple product. And so it, like, it's really supposed to be like a walled garden where you just use, you only use the stuff that you buy at the Apple store or whatever. Like, it, it's, I don't know. I it, It's horrible. You know, I'm stuck on iOS because I think a lot of my friends use it and you know i'm on iMessage or whatever and i feel like la is just the ios well they they thing. hold you hostage is the thing i tried to switch to android at one point and a bunch of my friends like weren't getting my texts and shit like that and i'm like well <laughs> it's not worth that like i don't think android and like i i also was like the phones all kind of suck you know what i mean like phones are just not that good in general so i didn't feel like it was good enough to to deal with those problems but ios is truly horrible and i hate the phones a lot <laughs> Well, we're not here to talk about apps and phones. We're talk- here to talk about fights. That's right. Wrestling. Jack, I know Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to pull you in to the <laughs> wrestling thing. Uh, Brian actually is on vacation. Uh, Brian was street fight. He's usually my wrestling partner. Yeah. But, uh, Jack, I want you to get into it. What do you think so far? You got Sammy Gorar 
versus uh, Dustin Rhodes. This is a match that has been changed by COVID, actually. Uh, oh, why is that? The actual champion was not able to participate, so he got his older brother to come in. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, like I said, with wrestling, my big sort of issue with, not issue, but my hurdle to overcome is that it's just a lot of hours of TV every yeah. week. And I'm still basically, Leslie, I'm still in my, like, Star Trek. I'm still trying to watch every episode of Star Trek. I just, I, like, I, I have things I need to knock off the docket before I take on a new weird obsession, you know? But I, I get the appeal. A lot of my friends are very into wrestling and like to go to the live shows and stuff like that. And I, I do like the... I, I like the sort of ridiculous sort of, you know, testosterone, but it's also kind of ballet and superheroes. Like, it's fun. It's cool. Folks, if you're new to wrestling, if you've never watched wrestling before, if you're getting into wrestling recently, please call in. Let me know what you think about wrestling. Folks, I not to do my own horn, but I probably know more about wrestling than I know about anything else whatsoever. I am a. I am actually the only thing I'm an expert at is probably wrestling. I should probably have a master's professional <laughs> wrestling, actually. But I know more about wrestling. Yeah. Than I almost to be honest with you, Leslie, I heard I heard those masters. You never land a job, so it really isn't worth the student loan. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I. I mean, it's completely useless knowledge, except for when I get to talk about struggles that share culture. I get to share my passion for wrestling with some people, and we got a very exciting match. So, Jack, what do you think about the How? match so far? Uh, I think it's, I mean, honestly, like I said, you know, I, I do like the sort of the aesthetic of wrestling and wow, look at that. A big backflip. That's fun. That's good stuff. A big backflip there. Um, yeah. you this match, Jack. I, f- I found that even though you don't know the wrestling, you're pretty good at pickings. You're pretty good. I'm pretty at good picking. at pickings. Okay. Let's see here. I'm trying to make sure that I'm live because I think that, okay. They're like back on the, they're on the ground now, right? Uh, we may be a few minutes uh, separate uh, from one another, but there's a green guy and there's a guy in black. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, you know, right now, just sort of going by story structure, I feel like the big guy is going to win just because this guy in the green has got an absolutely nasty attitude and he's kind of <laughs> taking he's kind of taking the early part of the match, and so it just feels like dramatically, you know, the other guy should should come back and beat him. Uh, you know, because because he's not he doesn't have a rude attitude like the other fella. <laughs> and Sammy Guerrero, yes, flipping off Arn Anderson. That's yeah. the, the old man on the, on the side of this ring. He used to be a really a great. I mean, he could still whoop somebody's ass. But Jack, the cool thing about wrestling is like even like sixty seven year wrestlers just hang out and like are, <laughs> are still around. It's like DC Comics. Even the yes, seventy year yeah. old superheroes are kind of all still around. And still mad and shit too. Like Arn Anderson, he got he became a meme because he threatened to fucking pull a pistol and shoot someone in the head. Oh my head. god! <laughs> on fucking TV. That's the one thing I love about wrestling is it still is one of those places where you can kind of get away with saying anything. <laughs> that was very big in the nineties and went a bit too far. Oh wow! So Sammy Guevara, they're still taking on the outside of the ring. Not a very technical contest. So far, lots of brawling. Pile driver on the outside. See, I think that's what I just reacted to. You know, the yeah, neck breaker. Might... Looked like a neck break right there. Yes, absolutely. You know, Jack, you can't watch. Can't, are you watching it on? Because they don't show it on the West Coast Live. And I wonder how that feels, Jack. Growing up on the West Coast, always having to catch shit later. <laughs> it has become a lot less of an issue um as like the internet has sort of taken over like even like snl airs live over here now i'm surprised oh, thank god Jack. i'm I mean, surprised you know, that this doesn't yeah so you get to go out you get to watch snl and then go out and have like a really cool night. oh yeah I mean, you're, just... you go out at like eight you're out at like nine it's great um <laughs> you know honestly it used to be more of a problem when i was younger and i do remember being like really frustrated that like tv shows would air like a couple hours later and i'd be like trying to get the torrent to see if i like sopranos i remember like trying to like get before it aired out here and shit oh okay also because like people would be talking about it online and i'm like what the fuck i have to wait two hours three hours more (laughs) 
Folks, if you want to call in absolutely any time, feel free to do so. This is the call-in app. Talk about anything you want. We can talk about EW. We can talk about movies. We can talk about Struggle Session. We just put out an episode on Image Comics and Jack. Not to toot our own horns, but the right after we recorded that episode, yeah. uh, Image Comics became the first comic book company to unionize. Oh, I'm not saying maybe, 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 you know, maybe they like started listening to podcasts about image and then went through the back catalog and they were like, Hey, wait a second. I think ultimately, you know, maybe the, our impending episode is the thing that moved the needle and got, you know, everybody <laughs> to sign on. Cause we were talking about specifically image forming as a bit of a labor, a labor. Yeah. Walkout. yeah. And so I think I, I don't want to say we should, I don't want to take all the credit, but I think we should probably take most of it. Yeah, I'll take like 96% of the credit, you know, yeah. something around there. All right, we got a caller on the line. Caller, how's it going? What's up? How- What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, how are I'm you? Great. I'm great. Um, I, I have to say, like, I have not been... Uh, I was, like, tangentially into wrestling... When I was like a really, really little kid. Um, but I am super into the uh, MonsterVerse movies, which I feel like have a very <laughs> kind of like pro wrestling. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, kind absolutely. of like. A, yeah. Like, uh, especially uh, what I, I just watched, like uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters and uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, two movies, by the way, which are, are gigantic, like turds that i cannot stop watching <laughs> i i ended up really liking godzilla versus kong and you know i kind of like fell off the monster verse because i wasn't a big fan of the first godzilla movie but then i caught up on all of them when godzilla versus kong came out and i i kind of like them actually and i especially think godzilla versus kong is exactly like you're saying like so you know pro wrestling but you know in fucking hong kong you know with giant exactly monsters <laughs> Yeah, they work a fucking angle. It's like, who, like, Godzilla wins the first match, and then uh, Kong wins the second match, and then Godzilla ultimately reigns supreme, but Kong is able to get his heat back by helping teaming up with him, take on Mecha Godzilla. They come back, rematch Kong versus Godzilla to, you know, blowing out the box office, I think. I gotta say, I think it's a little, uh, I, I might call them turds, but like, they, again, I, I, uh, I was like sick with COVID a couple of weeks ago and watched <laughs> all of those movies like back wow. to back in uh, like in a single day. Loved every single second of it. Uh, yeah, and, they're kind of good. I, you know, I did over COVID, and I I would challenge you to do this next because I I had I thought this was great, but I watched every single existing Godzilla movie. I watched all of the Japanese ones and. There's some really good stuff in there. There really is. Like the the 60s ones are just really creative and the rubber suits are really cool. But then getting into like the 80, you know, the high sea era and the the current era ones, there's just like legitimately very cool, you know, effects and and monsters in them. Yeah, I actually watched um for I've seen so I've actually been kind of making it a a uh what like a little project yeah i started watching uh i watched the 1998 godzilla yesterday oh yeah uh gigantic i i hate that yeah it's a mess it's <laughs> i a really mess. hate that one too matthew broderick yeah. cannot run he's a yeah. bad runner and he spends the whole movie running and you gotta get a tom cruise in there if you're gonna spend 90 percent of your time running he just looks like an awful runner they make he, a point yeah. in, in in godzilla final wars there's a part where they specifically reference that like New York thought they had a Godzilla, but it wasn't the real Godzilla, which is referencing '98 Godzilla. I, it, it, I mean, yeah, it, the '98 Godzilla is just a giant. Uh, I mean, it's quite literally a dinosaur. It, yeah. Uh, but I also watched the the original Godzilla earlier today, and I'm, I mean, that is like just an all timer, actually great movie. It was I. I see exactly what you mean with the uh like the rubber suits but also just like the it's always really interesting to me to see the way that uh like older movies use mo- uh, like models yeah. 
No, I feel uh, the same way. I, I That's one of the things I think is so beautiful about all the Godzilla movies is, like, you're looking at these, like, beautifully constructed, like, little miniatures, you know, that all these, like, Japanese artisans made. And, yes, they get destroyed, but they're also just gorgeous in their own right. And even just, uh, just from, like, a cultural standpoint, seeing... I, I, you know, personally know very little about what uh, living in Japan was like at that time period. So it was, it was just very interesting, uh, almost as like a cultural exercise, just uh, seeing, uh, you know, just, just uh, how, how different life was for like people living in Japan during that time period. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to try to like make it through all of the, uh, all of the movies because they're all on like HBO max. Oh, nice. So, uh, I think tomorrow, well, I actually don't know the order that I should watch them in. I should probably look that up. Are you talking about release order? Cause I think your next one would be actually King Kong versus God. Oh no, there's like a Godzilla sequel that kind of sucks. That's called like Godzilla strikes again, I think. And then it's Godzilla versus Kong, the original. Yeah, there are. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's like, there's like there's so dozens many of these movies. <laughs> wow, uh, Godzilla raids again. Godzilla yeah. King of the monsters. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. those ones. Uh, King of the monsters. I think maybe no. Yeah, that's the first one actually. But there's one called like All Monsters Attack, and that one will trick you. That's like a clip. That's a clip show episode. That's like they, it's like one of those episodes, you know, when they ran out of time on TV shows and they, you know, play clips of the other ones. Like, it's like Godzilla's son and a little kid watching clips from old Godzilla movies. <laughs> well, I will definitely avoid that one because I, as a rule, uh, try to stay away from clip shows. <laughs> I will say Mini-Ra, Godzilla's son, Mini-Ra is funny and he's a little fuck up like stoner so he is kind of funny so there is that to, to you know there's that it's got that going for it anyway and right now on tnt and threatening to shoot someone live <laughs> in the air. pro wrestling folks absolutely amazing looks like someone's about to go through a table <laughs> Uh, yeah, they put out they put out a table. Do they just keep these tables around for to to put people through? Well, Jack, what a silly question. Merch, selling <laughs> T-shirts. Ah, okay. Like, there are a lot of tables around. Obviously, yeah, they have to keep. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! A Canadian destroyer off the apron through a table. I don't know if this match can continue Sumac, are you watching this right now are you able to see it i uh i actually let me see i i oh brutal brutal stuff here? folks we are watching aw in background not to distract not to put you on the spot i was just wondering how you think uh the wrestling moves compare to the moves that godzilla because <laughs> i have to say like kong has some pretty like decent fighting skills i feel like godzilla kind of cheats because he has all those weapons <laughs> he has powers and weapons like, and, shit. and, and yeah. stuff like kong is just like a trained fighter like he got until he gets his axe then the, the axe is kind of bullshit but you know <laughs> I, I i think they're not ever going to make another monsterverse movie but i want like a whole movie in hollow earth I want, like, an Avatar movie with floating islands and, like, the history of the Kong clan living in the middle of the Earth. <laughs> I fucking want it so bad. Why Why don't you think they're going to make another one, Jack? Because I don't think this, this last one, like, set the world on fire. I feel like this one was, like, they weren't necessarily sure they were going to do one. They didn't have an end of after credits thing setting uh, up another one for the first time in the in the franchise. So I think they're like not sure if it'll continue. I know that um I know that, you know, King of the Monsters didn't do as well as they they wanted. And I think same with Godzilla vs. Kong, but it was also COVID, so whatever. Well, all right. So Sumac, is there anything else you wanted to ask us? Anything at all for Jack or I? And he's gone already. Oh, let me get get you back on, brother. Sumac, are you there? Yeah, my apologies. My phone did something weird there. Um, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, no, but I will say uh, I really hope that they make another 
um, Monsterverse movie because I feel like we did not uh, get to see enough of Mothra. I agree. And Mothra was cool. Mothra I mean, was I, cool. I, I encourage you very much then to watch the old Mothra ones because Mothra's in a lot of the Showa era and Mothra fucking kicks ass so much. I, Mothra yeah. with the little twins that sing to Mothra. I love Mothra. <laughs> and, and the weird, like, super complicated lore around Los- Mothra. Look at this I, reversal back and forth. So funny. The only other thing uh, gets what's coming on right after Battle of the Belts. I, I see it right there. Godzilla <laughs> King of the Monsters. Let's all just stay tuned right afterward. One of the things I do like about AEW is that TNT has some pretty good movies. Oh, that's where you get the prequels. That's where the prequels are always playing. Exactly. Like half the time you go from straight from wrestling to prequels or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to uh, hang up, guys, and, and let somebody else talk, but... I'm watching it now, or I'm watching the Battle of the Belts now. So, uh. and, yeah, thank you so much. And Sammy Guevara just picking up the TNT interim title in a great match. But we got our next caller up, Nick. How's it going? Uh, just fine. Are, are, am I correct to believe that your problem with Godzilla is that you know some? Ooh. Oh, Nick, bear? you're breaking up a bit. <laughs> oh, but I think so. Yes, that my pro- I did. I, I think. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. Good. I was trying to sound funny, but yeah, it probably didn't play if it's all broken up. Uh... But yes, Leslie did say that that Godzilla doesn't fight fair, and I I think I agree both in one on one fights and in you know fights against cities and what he does to human people as well. Well, uh, last I checked, the the king of the monsters can do you know whatever he damn well pleases. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but that still doesn't make it fair. I mean, he's the king of the monsters, but I don't think he got there, you know, honestly by the grit of his teeth. I think I think Godzilla. I think uh, Kong is just a much you know more admirable uh, figure, where Godzilla just has all these natural. Uh, abilities that just makes him make him superior. He doesn't really have to earn it. In fact, if you really watch the guys of the movies, he kind of you know half asses it for most of it. These movies will be much shorter movies well, if he went full force. All you're time. talking about the monsterverse movies because you know Showa era. He's got to go up against you know all like Mecha Godzilla. Oh yes, yes, and, like of course, all, of a whole bunch of ones that are like even outpower him. Yes, Godzilla is much more of a Goku in the original, you know, in the original uh, ones. Yes, of I course. mean, but couldn't couldn't you reasonably make the argument that like the first representation of Godzilla really is just kind of like an allegory for America? You certainly could make it, you know, an allegory for the nuclear bomb, and then, yeah, subsequently, America in general. So, sure, yeah. So, actually, you know what? I've reversed my stance. Now I'm uh, I'm anti-Godzilla again. Uh, Uh, Godzilla's America if America was cool, actually. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's, it's if all of the mistakes of the atomic age were actually, like, recognized and dealt with, and, uh... Yeah, somehow like a byproduct of uh, atomic malfeasance, like rushes in to, to save humanity from other abominations and monsters. It is it is a perfect fantasy, really. Yes. Uh, and you know, this isn't even what I was originally going to call in about, uh, but whatever. This is fun. Um, so, and another thing too, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this book. I, I read it twenty years ago uh, when. I was in college still, but um, it probably holds up. Uh, There's a book by a professor named William Tsutsui, and it's called Godzilla On My Mind. Mm. It's actually this uh, really interesting uh, cultural kind of analysis of how it became this, uh, you know, giant international sensation. And just even the story about how uh, the original, like, very serious, very somber movie meant to be an allegory for... Uh, you know, nuclear bombs in Japan. Once it got brought over into America, you know, they just uh, superimposed two American actors, made every other uh, <laughs> supporting Japanese actor the most like horrifically stereotypical, like stupid sounding yeah. foreign person. And then once that finds its way back into Japan, completely uh, camped up, that's what actually inspires all of the like really campy follow-up uh, Godzilla sequels in that whole era, which is just I don't know. I I think a really fascinating that story. Great. I haven't read it, but uh, but I think I might 
pick it up because it sounds really interesting. I'm, I'm looking at the reviews of the book. And I see this three star one. In this book, there are too many personal opinions. <laughs> and, uh, the main issue he takes, uh, uh, he, the the book calls the 1998 movie an abomination. So he feels okay. the, yeah, he it has too many of the correct happen. opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we, yeah, uh, obviously that's uh, that three star review could be interpreted as a five star one for a real yes. fan. So, uh, but um, so the thing that I actually wanted to see if there's ever going to be uh, a struggle session deep dive on, but I, I'm not. This may still be far too much on the trash end of the cultural spectrum, but I just feel like we do plenty. eventually we do plenty of trash. But I, I I almost feel like this one is is special, if only because it is kind of hitting a weird. Uh, level of interest within the mainstream, and like it, it hasn't been ruined yet. Which is uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah, sure. I I hear all the time about Cobra Kai. It is true. Like a lot of people, even just in my life, have been like, you know, like like family members and stuff are like, "Do you watch Cobra Kai?" I'm like, everyone's wasn't Cobra Kai originally like a YouTube like web series or something? It was like indeed. That? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like a you know a sort of revisiting of of Karate Kid. Uh, um, yeah, I've never watched any of it, but I, it is. I am sort of sh- sh- shocked by how much I hear about Cobra Kai, and people say that Cobra Kai is good. Well, um, to to me, uh, so so this is just kind of the latest instance of something that has become one of my personal obsessions, which is. Uh, kind of the actual birth of kind of the mainstream uh, interest and entertainment concerning martial arts that is all kind of, I think the, really the nexus point is uh, Bloodsport and Frank Dukes. Oh, yes. Bloodsport, one of my favorite, favorite uh, movies. I absolutely love it. If you have not seen if you've only seen the fucking memes, you have to go back and watch Bloodsport. Uh, uh, Leslie, do you know anything personally about Frank Dukes? Have you ever gone down the rabbit hole to figure out who this guy is? No, I have not. Please, enlighten us. This is, and I am not doing this justice, this is the richest tapestry of an incredible story uh, that you can possibly look into. Like, I I am underselling this, but basically the the entire idea of Bloodsport was sold to Hollywood as if it was Frank Dukes' account of a completely true story that happened to him. Like, oh yeah, tur- I was totally part of a uh, underground martial artist uh, group huh. within a Asia and was invited to this totally underground martial arts tournament that nobody's ever heard of called the Kumite. I was trained by a very uh, you know enigmatic master that no one can confirm the existence of. But like this all definitely happened. This is my autobiographical story. I've uh, and in perpetuity, this man will make money both from Jean Claude Van Damme and Bloodsport. And even though it it is so obvious, like decades later, that like every word out of this man's mouth was complete and total bullshit. This man has like doubled and tripled down on this lie <laughs> uh, <laughs> for years and years, like. And of, of course, this guy is like a full-on MAGA dude, like showing up to every like wow. really <laughs> weird niche podcast of people claiming, like, you know, we're we're the ultimate uh, uh, authority on accurate combat. So we're just gonna like every cultural representation of martial arts. We're gonna pick apart as the experts, and here's also you know fellow expert Frank Dukes on our podcast to talk about. What all of this gets wrong since we are actually, you know, master assassins that are also just, you know, overweight guys hosting a podcast. <laughs> oh, that rules. I had I had not uh, looked into Frank Dukes. I'm looking at it now because the movie is wild because it is like is this uh, is this army guy who's like on the he's like a wall. Like the army is like, you need to come back and like we need to send you off to Afghanistan. You're like the best soldier we have. And he's like. No, I want to do a kung fu tournament. <laughs> he just keeps running away from in almost like these slapstick scenes, and then it's like you know these big fight scenes. It's a great, great film, and really like pretty good cinematography. But you were asking about uh, Cobra Kai, and I actually watched my first bit of it uh, this weekend, and it seemed pretty interesting and good. But I was disappointed to see, and this might be why I end up not watching it. It is like for kids. It is like Power Rangers level. 
Now, it's very, very good and very, very funny and well done and charming, but it does have kind of a 13-year-old tone that makes, I don't know if I, I, I'm going to watch four seasons of, but I certainly had a good time with the uh, 30 minutes I, I watched. And if I had like a kid, I would definitely watch it with them. It seems like a great, great uh, show. I'm just not sure if it's really for me, but it seems like really cool and it seemed like I love seeing the old actors back. I love seeing the updates on it. It seemed pretty like funny and had kind of like these interesting politics. They were like reference they, they like like the people who write the show are kind of like are with it and like it, it kind of huh. get it. So I, I really dug uh, what I saw. I, I don't know if I'll sit down and watch all of it but I did like what I saw. I And I get that criticism but I and I haven't been able to put it into words yet but there is something deeper going on here that actually does have I understand the swath of appeal that it's getting because essentially, you know, it's intended audience or demographic wouldn't even necessarily be me, but somebody actually even older than me, somebody that was actually in high school in 1984, whereas I was just born. Uh, But I don't know. There's, there's something kind of hilarious about how both uh, ridiculously over the top it is and how it is basically like, uh, shonen anime logic hmm. and uh, structure and conceits, plus um, so many people that like have you know some air of uh, seriousness or maturity, just kind of pointing out how completely nonsensical the entire thing is at every point. Like one of my favorite characters is uh, the wife of Daniel Larusso, who constantly is just uh, really upset and sipping wine and lamenting about like why is my life embroiled in a karate war between <laughs> warring dojos in Southern California? Like what yeah, the hell saw, happened? That stuff is actually really incredibly interesting. Cause Jack, Jack, so like you, you, you've seen karate kid, right? Yeah. You, might, you probably saw the commercials for two and three and they get pretty silly, ridiculous 80s shit. And so yeah. all these characters come back, but they take it all seriously. And they're like, why did I spend all my time bullying teenagers? Why, <laughs> what is wrong with me? Why was it like that? That's very funny. Kind of a, like an interesting way to do an update on one of these shows that I really like dig them. And now that I'm talking about, I actually might have to go back and watch that. <laughs> well, and you know how, uh, like, Wonder Woman 84 was like the worst movie in the world because, like, not only was every part of it just completely every every choice was just like baffling and nonsensical but also that you know uh maxwell lord is the stand-in for donald trump but it's just one of the most like uh clumsy attempts and on the nose things to make some sort of you know general uh critique on him whereas cobra kai has done something that i think is is almost high art in that the latest season brought back the most over-the-top villain which is uh terry silver which is the coked out overly dramatic uh, business tycoon famous for, you know, polluting parts of the world and profiting off of it. And now here he is still a central antagonist, uh, go like sliding right back into being as crazy as he was back in the eighties and coming up with all of these, uh, rivalries and, uh, tactics to take down his enemies. And to me, that's like such a funnier take on, you know, the, the uh, bastards of the 80s are never going away, and mm. they just find new and exciting ways to be uh, horribly evil while also just <laughs> being completely, uh, uh, I don't know, just, just stumbling dick first into every opportunity to yeah. keep whatever their bullshit is going. Yeah, well, it sounds interesting. You know, I, I like I said, people have talked about this show, and uh, yeah, you've, you're... You're definitely selling me on it, uh, and I, I've heard about it a lot. So thanks for calling in. Thank you so yeah, much. and, and uh, Jack, I'm a huge fan. It was really nice to be able to talk to you. Thank you. Oh well, that's nice of you to say. Good to talk to you too. Thank you so much for calling back in, Nick. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good one, guys. You too. All right, and we got another caller. Please keep the calls coming in. We're just watching some wrestling. Matt Seidel with the high kick to Ricky Stars. Ricky Stars looks in trouble. Oh, the back selling butt. I know Hansi knows what I'm talking about. Who do you think is taking this match? I mean, I, I, I think it's safe to say that the FDW title is going to be probably safe for Hook, most likely. So I, I think... <laughs> yes. FDW title doesn't change until FTW says it changes. 
Yeah, but before I get into the rest, I forgot Jack, it's nice to see you. Uh, yeah, good to talk to you. How are you, how are you doing? Dude, uh, you know, I miss you, on, I miss you on Twitter, man, with the call, but I, I understand. <laughs> you, gotta, I, you know what, I really bond over your tweets when, like, you're going at Jimmy Kimmel show and I'm going sure. at show, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I know, and I, 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 I still laugh at the tweet where, where, where Michael Che was going at you guys, and then I was getting <laughs> into it, and then you're like, I can't believe this, the, the, the whack packer from the Stern show and the head writer of the SNL are going at it over. Or- <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, it's good to talk. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I understand there's a big world going on out there on Twitter. I thank you for saying you miss me, but uh, I don't miss it to be honest with you. <laughs> well, dude, I don't blame you, man. I I, 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 I always come close to wanting to, but uh, be, be, before before I get into the wrestling, I just want to say that uh, listen, Leslie and Jack, you guys should definitely check out. I mean, I, I know that the other guy convinced you guys most likely, but. I, I, I would I would say that the uh, Cobra Kai it, it, it the first season if you watch the first season you might think okay this will be just be in for like like maybe kids of the, today but when it gets to the second when it gets to the second season I say it gets a lot it gets, it gets a lot darker and also the third season you 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 would really dig the the origin story of why John Cleese's character becomes the asshole that he is and what sets him it's like, it's like, it's like a really really dark military thing whatever and it's kind of like like reflective on like you know just society in general, but it's 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 a really I I think it's it's one of the, it has no right being as good as it is. Huh. Sure. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, about the wrestling was uh, Leslie. Did you uh, did you uh, like the TBS debut uh, on on uh, on uh, on TN, uh, of AW man or no? Oh, I dug it. I dug it a lot. I really like Jay Cargill's win. I absolutely love Jade. I love seeing her win the title. I enjoyed the show overall. The only thing I problem was that they put the best match first. And you gotta stop doing that. You gotta stop putting the best match first. Brian Danielson versus um, <clears throat> Adam Page, one of the best matches I've ever seen. Then you got nine more minutes of show to go. I don't know why they keep I don't know why WWE started doing it. I don't know why anybody does it. Main event is the main event for a reason. Well, don't you remember, like, back in the day when, like, they'd do Saturday Night Main Event, sometimes they would always put, like, the Hulk Hogan match first because, like, like for like for example, it, it made it feel like a real sports feel because I remember, like, the Andre Giant versus Hogan match, it went, it, the whole controversy with the double referee went so long that they pretended, like, okay, we're going to watch um, the, the Hart Foundation versus the Red Stallions. And then it goes, okay, we're running out of time. So, like, in the mid-match, it felt like a real fucking sport to me where, like... Where, where I remember that-, that show. I was I watched that show live. I remember that when I was a kid. <laughs> about the, There was a big controversy because Hulk Hogan... Jack, you might have seen this one. I don't know if you watched it as a kid. It was when, like, fucking Hulk... Well, we just got controversy in this because Ricky Starks uh, now attacking Matt Seidel... In the corner, may have a disqualification on our hands. I think we do actually. Um, wow! Absolutely. I'm sorry, Jack, that you have to see something like this. I invite you to watch wrestling <laughs> uh, and expect, you know, a nice, good, clean match. And we yeah. have to see uh, this disgusting uh, display. I'm yeah, sorry. They, these guys keep breaking the rules, uh, <laughs> you know, often. To be honest with you, and I'm I'm here to watch this, you know, as a sport. Yo. Le- Leslie, by the way, I-, I know you're watching Battle of the Bells, but uh, you know, I-, I'm I-, I also have on Fight TV the Impact. Uh, you got to watch the the, the women's uh, um, uh, the women's Ultimate X match, man. Oh, oh yeah, it's going. I really want to see that. Actually, I ha- I was trying to watch it, but I couldn't get to work. But yeah, I will definitely check it out after. Impact has some good shit. Impact has some good wrestling. I wish more people uh, would check it out. I think more people will. Uh, now that it's just been announced that Mickey James is going to be wrestling in the WWE, the Jack, this is like if I don't know, like they allow Batman to appear in a Marvel movie. <laughs> That's what's happening uh, right. with with, uh, with WWE now? Because WWE has basically, in the past uh, year or so, fired so many wrestlers that they can't do. They don't have 30 women to participate wow. in the Royal Rumble. They there's not even 30 women wrestlers who aren't contracted that they can find. They literally had to go to another company. Wow. Which they just don't do. Just don't do anymore. And get this wrestler from them. A wrestler that, of course, was one of the ones that they fired 
earlier this year. So you see how that works. They fire a wrestler. They no longer have, are on the hook for paying them regularly. But when they want to call them up for a one night, then they pay them for it. So wow. that's the, I guess that's the new hustle that WWE is working. We, it, it, it's, it's also strange because like, like, uh, like, like, even like, like, you know, like a lot of, a, a lot of these guys that get released and all that kind of stuff is like, like, I, I don't know what incentive, like, I guess it's, I guess a payday, right? But I'm like wondering why Mickey James, because I mean, she's been talking a lot of smack, whatever. So like, and, and, and I'm not even, I'm not even getting mad at her talking smack, just, justifiably so. Yeah, and, let, let me explain but, it uh, for people who don't know. So Mickey James, so she, WWE has released tons and tons of people. Uh, Mickey James, but she she's a veteran wrestler for them. Uh, the first time they fired her multiple times, actually. The first time they fired her uh, was when because she recorded a country album that wasn't like through their production studio. Even though she's not, none of the wrestlers are actually employees of the company. They fired her for as an independent contractor, not uh, using their fucking fake record label to record her music, which she's actually uh, serious about. So they fired her for that. They signed her a few years later, and then when they fired her this time, they sent her stuff back to her in a trash bag, uh, like all her gear and the stuff that was in the office. And this is a company she worked uh, at for, you know, more than a decade, you know, uh, totally. And they sent her all their stuff in the trash bag. They actually fired a Patsy at the office uh, saying, "We this is not how we do things at WWE. And they fired uh, the guy who they competed on. But, of course, it was like everybody knew that they did it, uh, that this was standard practice. And so now they ask her back for the Royal Rumble because they literally let go of so many women that they can't put uh, one on without bringing uh, some of them back. Wow. Yeah, it's just just more just 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 more showbiz craziness and like it's like it's like all these inst it's like all these institutions like you know what I mean you gotta like yeah. play play by their like play by their rules and then and they're constantly uh -huh. putting you through tests and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, like I I, I just I feel, I feel bad for her because you because Jack even b before she left the first time. Like and and I wasn't on the, I wasn't on the internet as much because I just look at it as a, as like a regular storyline. But apparently, like they, they they wanted to humiliate her, so they had the the bad guys basically like for weeks call her like fat and oh her, wow yeah, they that's call her picky games and she, like that's she's awful. A, she's a very attractive in shape woman. She weighs like a hundred and thirty pounds. That okay? is so and, fucked up. And they and they it, they were just really like gross and nasty to her. And she's like one of the like, and she's like a legitimately good wrestler, great personality, super talented musically, can do it all. And and she even uh, early after WWE fired her, she goes to NWA and she actually produced her own show, and she was the first woman to put up, to executive produce a pay-per-view, and it was absolutely amazing show. That's something that she wanted to do for WWE, like that sort of sort of thing. Right. And they, you know, but and but they they fire her and they just bring her for this one night and like you know it's cool. I don't hold it against her to you know but going back it, and getting yeah. the payday, but I do kind of wish she had just told them to fuck themselves because oh, they really yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, yeah. You, you, Leslie, before before I go, I, I, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, who would you like? Uh, they're hinting that Cole is the number one contender. Who do you who do you think should be the next? Like title holder, and do you think it? Do, do you think the next title defense should be on a pay per view, or because again, that's be one of my criticisms that they're gonna go to a pay per view match during like one of the builds when I think you should already start building like the seeds for the next challenger. So who do you think should be the next challenger? Uh, next challenger? I don't. I'm not concerned about the next challenger because I don't think he should win it. But the per but I think more interesting, who should I think should take the title? I would actually like to see someone like Kenta take the title. And I would like to see an outsider take the title, a Japanese player that they're working with take the title. Yeah. I think that would be cool. I think I would like to see someone completely that no one's that's not even on the radar right now be the one to defeat Alan Page. And then have them, you know, take it back or something like that. You know, have it, you know, just mix things up a little bit. Oh yeah, and just just one more thing before I go. I I I again I I like talking wrestling with you, so I, I'm sorry for asking questions. You know, oh, like, you, know how you're, you know how you're saying like a, a couple of weeks, like for for a while that 
there should be limited amount of champions. Like, not everyone should be champions. And I agree. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, not everyone should be a champion because you can still be important without a world title. But do you think there should, like, do you think there should at least be a couple of Buster Douglases where, like, like because, like, you're definitely going to need your Iron Sheiks, your transitional champions. Do you think, like, that can still fly a little bit with, like, the like the transitional champions? Like, they don't, like, like someone who, who, who gets crowned for the hard work, but they're not going to be the main guy. They kind of just serve to um, crown the next person. Would you like that? Because I agree with you that not everyone should be world champion. It should feel, feel special. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with that, man. And thanks again for having me on. And Jack, you're awesome, bro. Good to yeah. talk to you again, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, transitional champions, I can't think of one I really liked is the thing. That's the only thing about it. It's like, it sounds like a good idea on paper. And it certainly happens in real sports where, you know, people who aren't the best in the world end up with the title and anybody can... Uh, one punch. Who am I thinking about? Matt Sarah in UFC who knocked out Joy, George St. Pierre. Uh, basically a contest winner. He won a, con- a re- he won a reality show to get a UFC title match, and he knocks out the champion who's like one of the greatest fighters of all time. Total fluke, but it happens. Uh, but we we'll, we got a championship match right now. One I'm very excited. Britt Baker, DMD, Jack, actual dentist. Actual oh, dentist. wow. An actual <laughs> dentist. Wow. The doctor. That's so funny. The doctor Jeez, that, that's, that's even more terrifying to go up against someone who could also do all that shit to your teeth. Oh, oh Jack, her finisher is fucking up your mouth. Oh, that for is God's sake. Wow. So you need to, you need to then uh, utilize her services when you're done. And she is taking on the... Probably fight. she's made more people bleed. You know, than any other wrestler, you know. <laughs> <laughs> More than even Abdullah. And she's taken on Riho from Japan. I Riho is a wrestler I'm very familiar with. Jack, Riho started, she's a, you know, like a 15-year veteran. You might not look at it, but that's because she started when she was basically a child. Wow. So she's like, she's basically, I mean, she has been from like day one raised to be like one of the best wrestlers wow. in the world. And she's very, very good. Only 24, but started Jeez. wrestling at the age of nine. Oh, wow. Um, so who, what was she wrestling? Like other kids or like adults? Or who's wrestling nine-year-olds? Well, she's worked for a promotion. I'll tell you the story. So there was a promotion. There still is a promotion in Japan called Ice Ribbon. And their idea was that basically anybody could be a professional wrestler. <laughs> it's, more, it's, it's all women's promotion. It's about... It, was a, it had a bit of like a personal empowerment thing to it. Like they would run like classes during the day, almost like a yoga class. And they would invite all comers, women who, uh, a lot, a lot, it wasn't just young people who were, you know, young kids. It was also like older women, women who wouldn't, who were frankly, you know, too old and wow. wouldn't be accepted to wrestle anywhere. So it's like else. grand grandmas versus like a nine year old. Yes. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it absolutely was. And women who were, you know, uh, you know, whose bodies might not be, uh, who might, who might be a little bit overweight, weight would also wrestle there and, uh, or might be a little bit shorter than, uh, the average wrestler, you know, a lot of women who just weren't, you know, fit the mode and also children. But the whole idea was that wrestling was for everybody and everybody could do it. And so Rio starts wrestling and she just really takes to it and sticks with it like for 15 years wow. i actually had the opportunity to interview riho in japan in person um a few in 2016 uh just before she uh, came to america uh and signed with AEW. and she was talking to me and we were i was asking her um you know so what are your plans what are your plans for the future and she's kind of like uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, have no, I have no plans for the future. Her, uh, her sensei, Emmy Sakura, was like mm-hmm. chastising her. It's like you need to like think Have about to say something. <laughs> yeah, like you know, you can't just you know because she because wrestling, you know, ultimately, especially in Japan, especially for a woman, sadly, is not you know really truly a career except for a few. And if you do it, you're not going to have a fam. You're probably not going to have a family, even though that's changing. And then when you get out of wrestling, you're you're not going to have any like light skills. You're just going to be a, a wrestler. So she was kind of like thinking about retiring at the time I talked to her. But then she ends up signing with this you know American promotion, and now she's like one of the biggest you know stars 
uh, in America. I never would have expected it. Like people, like she was just so, I, I, I remember talking to her and she was like, just so kind of like, she was, she was like a teenager, you know, like a teenager, but that, like was a world champion wrestler and just a prodigy at wrestling. But still, she was just like a teenager who hadn't, who was like, I wanted to have like a boyfriend at some point, but then <laughs> didn't have a boyfriend because she was wrestling. Wow. You know? Kind of miss who missed that, who felt you know kind of sad about missing some like school events and stuff. She was still you know very young, but you know I'm very happy uh, that she ended up sticking with wrestling and kind of finding a place in AEW. I never would have expected it, but it's absolutely uh, great to see. Not great to see Britt Baker using the ropes on Riho and the referee very lackadaisical count there, not getting in there. Refs in AEW. I, I mean, I've talked before. AEW, great company, but the refs, just absolute garbage. I mean, some of the worst <laughs> refs in wrestling, I have to say. Um, and that's saying a lot. Basically, every wrestling ref is pretty awful. For one reason or another, they always miss things, like, all the time. I don't get it. Wild. Um, this is a good match, by the way. They're both great. Both great. So who you got, Jack? You know, I I like um I like the the lady you interviewed, if only just because I've heard her story now, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You know, um, the dentist is scary to me, but you know, yeah, uh, it's hard uh, to root for a dentist. Yeah, <laughs> hey, she is typically a villain. I like hard my dentist. Root. Yeah, you know, they're they're never covered by normal insurance. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Like that she like. Britt Baker be signing up motherfuckers for like care credit and shit. Like fuck Britt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> for real, good match so far. I really like how Britt Baker has developed as a wrestler. She is a younger wrestler, a newer wrestler, but has really come into her own in the past few months as champion. Folks, if you want to talk about wrestling, you want to talk about anything else, please. Hit us up on the line. We're watching AEW, watching this big, big title match. You got questions for me. You got questions for Jack. Please, please, please call in. We love hearing from you. Love talking with you on culture. Love talking with you about love talking with you about uh, struggle session. Our show, patreon.com slash struggle session. Sesh that plus. You can find the t-shirts at struggle session dot shop. We've got some big episodes out there we got big episodes coming up please 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 check us out and support now jack i hear you got big things going on with jack am which is not no longer literal it's more like <laughs> a brand now actually. <laughs> yeah you know i don't know if i've got big things i've just uh i'm switching things up i don't feel like doing the morning show and so uh We've been right now doing a Friday 7 p.m. show. I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do over there. And so it's a it's a pardon our dust time over at Jack <laughs> AM is what it is. But we're still doing stuff and make sure to follow. You know, we did a show last night that I thought was a lot of fun. Um, uh, but, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do over there and uh, how best to, to do it without, you know, having to wake up at 7 every morning and read all the most fucked up news stories, uh, <laughs> you know, first thing in the morning every single day. It was hard. It was like, you know, when you do that gig for a certain amount of time and you just become Piers Morgan. Like, it's just I, that's how I feel like I'm like, man, I like, you know, you can do a little talking about the news, but when you got to do it every day, you're just like talking about stories that are not even that interesting and you're just doing it like to do it. You know, I'm, I'm, I think that there's going to be a good way that there'll still be a lot of content on the channel. Uh, but we'll just kind of do a couple news stories that are funny, you know, once a week. Oh, and beautiful double stop by Riho. Riho getting back into the match. I am very, I, I am rooting for Riho. I love me some Rio. I am a big fan of Rio. Have been for years. Call in. Tell me who you got in this match. Even if you're not a professional wrestling expert, please, I want to know what your instincts tell you. Who's going to take it? Rio coming back. But Brits, Brits, never count her out. She does have the size and strength of edge. And she has two friends at ringside. Jack, do you think it's fair that she gets to bring like two having buttons? friends like that to sort of yell on your behalf? It's not that nice. But one of them did get uh, 
like jumped on from the rope earlier. So, you know, it is what it is. There's, there's <laughs> danger too. There's danger also. Beautiful knee strike from Riho. Absolutely loving this match so far. Jack, what have you been watching? What have I been watching lately? Um, I have been watching Star Trek. I'm still on my Star Trek, so I'm now into... Uh, I think this is going to be the fifth season of Deep Space Nine. and oh, cool. uh, And the third season of Voyager. Now, Leslie, I've talked to you about this before, but I'm doing a release order watch. So I'm watching everything literally as it was aired. So I watch the movies when, you know, it's between the episodes that the movie came out. You know, so... Um, yeah, I'm into season three of Voyager. Voyager... It's such a weird one because it is worse and it is actually quite bad. Yeah, <laughs> there is something charming about it, and I like a lot of the characters, but I do think the show sucks quite badly. Um, yeah. I like Tuvok. I even like Neelix after after. I like I like Tom Paris. I do like the characters. I just you know it really is not that good. Yeah, when Seven of Nine gets there, it's a little bit better because, at least for me, I like her. I like her character. I think that's next season, you know, and that's what everybody says. But you know, I'm just still in the uh, the early period. But you know, I I do like Tuvok. You know, the Black Vulcan I think is very cool, and you know, I, cool. a lot of the characters I like in it. I and it, I kind of find it fun to watch, even though I you know, and uh, Deep Space Nine is just like like honestly just like so good. Even, oh, killer! No, not killer. not I for not for a Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like it's just a good television show that we're yeah. kind of doing new stuff for television. Um, and Leslie, I've been watching a lot of old Looney Tunes lately. I started getting a little into old animation, um, and the Looney the old Looney Tunes might be the funniest things ever made. Oh, yeah. I check them you. out every so often. Yeah, I do check them out. They're very very good. They might oh. actually be the funniest things ever made. <laughs> Yeah, that was fucked up, by the way, jumping on her back like that. That looked horrible. <laughs> oh, um, and the dentist, you see she's grabbed the glove because she's going to put her hands in the mouth eventually. For oh, the come on. Oh, not Rio can fight all of it, but here we go. Wow. Rio, come on. Rio, no. Jack, you, I've been watching the most popular show on TV. Do you know what that is? Is it The Are Walking you, Dead? Oh, Jack, look at you in your coastal bubble. Have no idea what real America is watching on TV. Is it Yellowstone or something? Yellowstone. Jack. Okay, come on. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that people like Yellowstone. Come on, ten million viewers, Jack, live. Ten wow. million. I mean, it's not live. Squid Game. It's not Squid Game numbers, but still. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looks like we have a caller. Oh, thank you, Phantom and Fonto. Thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, uh, well, I wanted to give you a heads up, Leslie. There's a book coming out on Kanye West called Wake Up, Mr. West. It's coming out in February. Oh, cool. I might have to check it out. So, so I've been, um, Jack, I've been thinking about kind of doing more music shows. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking we could probably do like something like a discography. And I don't know if we'll start with Kanye, but we'll definitely be doing Kanye. So yeah. might might wait till that book comes out because I'm not actually a Kanye expert. I don't know all the. I, I wouldn't mind I, reading something about Kanye. I think yeah. So maybe I'll point. maybe we'll wait till that book come out, check it out, and then we'll do Kanye. I think the first thing I want to do is Smashing Pumpkins, though. Maybe we'll because I, 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 I want you. To, yeah, we'll list the the discography <laughs> and talk about that. But yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Thank you so much for mentioning. And Phantomus, is, Jack, you might not know, but they're a big, big supporter of, the sh- of our show. Yeah, no, I think I remember. I recognize the name from, I think, the Discord or Twitter or something like that. So it's good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching um, the, the Bubba Fett show. Okay, what do you think watching. of that? Well, I'll tell you something right now. It's the same way I felt about Snake Eyes. Why do they reveal the face at the beginning of the show? It's huh. so, such a bad idea to do because... Because Boba Fett, the mystique, the reason why we cared about Boba Fett was because not just because of the rocket on his back, but because of the fucking mask. Yeah, the I mean, I, I agree with you that his mask should not be off for the entire show. And I feel like yeah. every frame I've seen has been him without the mask on. Now, I will say, Tamara Morrison is, you know, Boba Fett, and that's what Boba Fett looks like. But I feel like you need to be wearing the helm, you know, for it to be Boba Fett, you know? 
So in so so let me get this straight because I never watched any of the um, uh, side shows or anything <laughs> like that. So Bubba Fett and I mean in the Star Wars, I, I remember in the Star Wars prequels yeah. and stuff like that. But in the comic books and stuff, th- did they have his mask off or anything? I feel like in the, in the Wars- extended universe, it was typically you see Boba Fett with that with the hood on. Ah. And in fact, even that's how Jango you know put his hood on whenever he was like in action. So I agree with you. When I saw the trailer, and I'm like, I like Tamara Morrison. I think he is good as Boba Fett, but I'm like, I do think it's weird that he's like not dressed like Boba Fett in the show. He does not like in Boba Fett's famous. It's like if they brought Darth Vader back and he was just like in the suit without the mask or without the voice stuff. Oh, that might be coming for the fucking Obi-Wan show. (laughs) Well, Fred Baker has just taken the win with a beautiful, beautiful air raid crash. The, curb stop and then lock oh in fucking bed. up the teeth that's not okay get your hand out of her mouth brit what the fuck is wrong with i you? actually think that should be a legal maneuver i don't know what AEW is thinking allowing that to happen but there we go so let me ask you guys a question about wrestling and the uh, the world of the metaverse what do you think is going to happen with that wrestling and the metaverse <laughs> yeah because 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 jack because of the fact of how of how um, addictive uh, computers and virtual reality is if they can immerse the world of wrestling where you can actually wrestle something <laughs> I mean, it'll be crazy think about it for a second I, I mean you don't think i i i, I think it? to me i'm like i think it'll here's what i think of the metaverse in general, mm. is that I'm like, it would be like wrestling in Second Life. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they'll make it so that you can be in first person and see your, like, legless avatars moving your VR arms around, but it will never be as good as real life. And, you know, but they will very happily sell the ads, you know, along the side of the ring for just as expensive uh, uh, as they as they do here. But here's the thing. I actually do, I, I actually do you know think, what I think being in attendance for a show yeah. In VR with VR helmet could be something really interesting and really actually fun. I, it's so weird. Like the VR headsets, the cool thing about them is just like going on YouTube. That's the coolest thing you can do in any <laughs> VR headset is just mm. watching the videos. It's the most fun stuff by far. The games are like okay to play for like in minutes. At they're a not time. like, they're not quite there yet. And it is like kind of an exhausting technology to use for an extended period of time. So it's like, I've played some good ones. I played Alex, which is a very good game, but they're never they're mm. not as good as like real games. You know, that's the yeah. problem is their real games still have them beat. Yeah, I, I think um, they're going to figure out something to do with uh, lucid dreaming and some t- kind of technology with that. Hey, I will tell that's you, I, I did a really nice, you know, VR like guided meditation that really was like doing like you know a hallucinogen or something like oh, that no, and that, that was that cool that was good. cool i i did the trial for that one too yeah that's pretty good the, the <laughs> fucking where yeah it's pretty good where you're all like tripping stuff like that it like tells you to like lay on the floor like shit like that is good little like experiences like you go underwater and see like a big whale or something like that yeah, but, but the, the games don't quite work store? yet yeah. Going to the grocery store, that shit. Like, even, like that's so much more, more of a pain in the ass than just losing the app. Yeah, that, it is weird. I'm like, I don't see the advantage to why I'd want to go to a video game grocery store instead of like if I'm going to be at home using like the Amazon page. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather use a web page than like have to like pretend to grab something and throw it in my fucking cart. It's too dumb. Yeah, like. Well, you know, it's that thing like with Animal Crossing. You know? <laughs> I guess you're right. That didn't take for these, me either. So maybe with maybe with as yeah, popular as Animal Crossing was, the metaverse will be yeah. a huge hit. Yeah. Well, all right, Phantomus. Thank you so much for calling. Much, no much problem. Talk Please, to you. Don't, don't be a stranger. All right. Nice, nice to talk to you guys. Talk to you later. later. Talk to you later. Jack, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. If we don't have any more callers, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here with culture. Jack, where can people find you? Uh, find me on JackAM, twitch.tv slash JackAM, and you can follow that on Twitter at uh, at JackAM, the show. And uh, obviously on Struggle Session, you know, the podcast that Leslie and I have done for a couple years now that's really... A couple uh, of four years. Four, four years. years, good four Lord. Four more years, Jack. Four more years. That's uh, what I'm saying, four more years. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, and you know, I go go listen to Struggle Session if you want the good deep dives and 
yeah, I, I, if, if for nothing else, I'm like stoked to do struggle session because of how much good, you know, culture I've been exposed to through it and been forced to kind of look at, uh, um, you know, uh, to scrutinize. So, uh, that's a big one. Go listen to that at sesh.show. All right, folks. Have a good night. Peace. Later.